Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you somewhat live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie, and Brian is probably playing with his new dog. We love our new little mascot, Raiden, and um, I still have to meet him, so I'm excited to eventually meet my new nephew, my little dog nephew. But before we get into it, this is obviously a recording that we did, and we actually already put out the YouTube video about it, but if you're not a YouTube or video person like I am... You can listen to it now, here. Some of it is amended because it was a lot of just like secondary content to kind of move things along, but our commentary is still there. It makes sense. And you can always go and watch the video of Finn McKenty talking about like the emo revival on your own as well, just to get the full context or our video with all of it in it too. You know you want to watch our stuff first. Don't worry. It's fine. But to make sure you are continuing to listen and watch our stuff first, you should make sure that you are subscribing to us over on YouTube and you are following us over on our social medias and making sure that you are following, subscribing, whichever one it is on whatever podcasting platform you listen to so you don't miss an episode that we put out. And plus for more updates, plus some really, really fun celebs that we have coming on the pod soon. Um, you want to make sure that you are following us over on Instagram at Emo Social Club and on Twitter and TikTok at X Emo Social Club X because they're going to be really great and you're going to be really shocked about it because we were really shocked about it. Other than that, if you're listening to this before Friday of Cinco de Mayo, uh, we hope that we see you at Emo Night LA Chicago. We are going to be there DJing and maybe with some special guests. I don't know. If you're in the area, don't biff it. There's still tickets that you can go and grab over on subt.net. And we hope you see and we hope we see you there. Okay, I got nothing else for you, so we're gonna jump right on into it. Here is our commentary on the emo revival. Is it back? This video was posted the other day. Finn McKenty posted, why is emo popular again? And then in parentheses, this is why it died. Um now we know Finn from being the kind of person to post a video that has parentheses, this is why it died. Yep. <laughs> Creating the controversy. I'm sorry, everybody. You can all leave. Have a great rest of your night. <laughs> Keep telling YouTube to stop recommending videos. Look, I haven't watched a punk rock NBA video in a while. I haven't, uh, we haven't really checked out any of his content in a while. And I was like, we should talk about the Ronnie Radke uh, topic when he talked with uh, uh, M Shadows of Event Sevenfold, but that's yeah. been a couple of weeks now. So uh, uh, I want to, I want to, want to watch this. I want to see how Finn McKenty, a man who has not really had a lot of strong, positive opinions about emo, and I want to see what he he feels yeah. about why it came back, what's popular about it. Now, he might have some good takes. He might have some takes we disagree with. We're going into this. Totally uh, new. This is fresh. We have not watched this. So, you know, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out if we are on the Finn train or if Finn's being pushed off the caboose. Okay. Know. It may yeah. be the latter. Oh, it might be the latter, brother. I got to stop doing that voice. I don't have the song pulled up anymore. <laughs> Brian! 
right, here we go. Oh my god! They're playing my chemical romance! Nicole, you know I'm scared of emos! I think that's the funniest fucking sound on TikTok, honestly. I will at least acknowledge that that image that was shown there was uh, Trisha Paytas. So. I know, that's, it, that was uh, upsetting. Like, I am very strongly against gatekeeping in emo music. Do appreciate gatekeeping against Trisha Paytas. <laughs> I think that yeah. was fine. I think we all agree. You know all around that's about fine. that. Yeah, we're okay fine. with that is that except for you that, that's i understand fine. like i understand it's a slippery slope i understand this i understand it's a slippery slope to say well you know gatekeeping is not okay but against this one person i don't like you know and it's like oh well so it's because you don't like them yeah yeah yes it's because i don't like them <laughs> what's up everybody i'm finn mckenty this i don't feel good already <laughs> <laughs> the punk rock nba and in case you haven't heard my friends emo is officially back and actually it has been for a while now as just a few examples of what i'm talking about my chemical romances most recent tour was one of the biggest of the year paramore is back in action with their most recent album this is why hitting number two on billboard over taylor swift drake and bad bunny and as you may remember the when we were young festival last year was a huge success giving all the elder emos a chance to feel like it is 2005 again only this time they can drive themselves and they don't even have to get up early for school the next day AFI representation. I'm okay. We with love it. that. Yeah. Fine with me seeing Davy Havoc on my on my Finn McKenty video. But what's really interesting to me is that this is not just 32 year olds reliving their high school days. Gen Z is embracing 36. 2000s emo in a way that honestly oh. I never thought I would see. And in general, they seem to just. Why was that Queen in the background? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wait a second. I feel like we're having a disconnect with. I mean, like, I get it because she has like the scene style. She got the scene like, style, yeah. Uh, as like, so I know I haven't made any videos like this recently. So you know, don't don't come at me for that. But like, in trying to find like some of those clips, you kind of just go with the first one you find. You know, you're like, yeah, man, I just gotta get this video out. Like, who fucking cares? And I'm like, I might have gone with number two. You know. You know, I would have just like listened to him and like, mm, I'm trying to I'm really like, make a statement here. Let's emo's back. Bohemian Wait. Rhapsody. <laughs> what are you, Brantley Gilbert? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> just really appreciate older music. So my question is, what's going on here? Why is emo more popular now than it has been in probably 15 Yo, years? I okay, that, so that following your shirt, I have yeah. that shirt still. Yeah. That was like, my favorite fucking shirt when I was in high school. <laughs> like yeah accurate true correct accurate yeah also i just don't like that all this shit is just tiktoks <laughs> that just i understand it because this is youth culture so therefore it's on tiktok there's also instagram still like they are also on instagram they're on twitter here and there so like you could have pulled a lot more like variety it, of sources you know what i'm okay with a bunch of high schoolers content not showing up for me i'm really okay with that Honestly, in fact same. i would rather that continue for the rest of time please <laughs> please do not show me high schoolers tiktoks ever ever i'll delete the app i'll throw the whole phone away damn yeah dude i'll do it too dude i'll fucking do it dude i bet this kid Good wearing app. a slayer shirt can't name three songs
So many younger Look at that fucking rolly backpack though. Bands that were in their fucking chill, dude. It's fucking chill, right, man. Calm down. Listen. It's fucking. It's fucking let's, chill, let's, dude. Let's 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 calm Listen, the fuck man. down. Listen, man. Look, look. The internet hates Panic of the Disco. Y'all oh, are know. wrong for that shit. Y'all are weird. Y'all are parasocially. And I think Finn is just trying to get some fucking wins on Twitter today with this. Yeah. But I also understand the take of like, oh, Panic of the Disco stuck around for too long. Um, may I offer you some fallout boy, my friend? May I offer uh, you a little bit of that fallout boy? See now, but see now. Well, I gotta move the mic. Hold on, hold <laughs> no! on, hold on. No. This same opinion about Panic of the Disco can also be said about Fallout Boy because of the overall reception to Mania from a lot of people that are cowards. in the emo scene. Yeah, so cowards. If you're gonna say this about Panic of the Disco, you gotta also say it about Fallout Boy. And I find that there is a lot of like pick and choose in here. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, don't people don't like Brendan Neary for a variety of reasons, and they had said like, "Oh, why didn't he just end Panic and do his own thing?" I'm like, I mean, he still owns it; it's still his. He could do whatever he wanted with it. Could he have done like his own? I mean, listen, the last album, it was fine. Like, I, I liked it. Not I my favorite, it. but I liked it. It was there. Like, they had some boppy songs. I mean, we saw them twice. So Great shows. and had a fine time. And that was when people were saying all over Twitter. Oh, he's really pitchy in his music. And um, we're sitting there on both nights. And this was like, what, a week and a half away yeah. from each other? Fucking no difference. People Just straight good. It was good. Like, he woodwork. could hold a note. Yeah. People out the woodwork finding whatever the fuck they can to be like, mm, Panic of the Disco fell off. Who cares? Let him fall off. Like the, shit. his stage presence was so good did i think he was like banking too much on his higher pitch notes yeah i would have liked to not have that happen he, he's done much. that for years too yeah like, like, i would have liked not is. to have it but like that's who he is and he can still maintain it maybe he can't maintain it for certain songs for a longer period of time but that's also with like a lot of different musicians and artists as they kind of go through it depending and like this the stage show the performance the visuals fucking amazing <gasps> it was it was like, if you just let go of all of, like, the bullshit from the internet or, like, you're just, like, going to a show by a big artist who's going to do their absolute best to entertain, even if you don't know all the songs 100%, you can still have a good time. That's why I'm trying to go see Nickelback, because it's going to be a good show. Who gives yeah. a shit? Right? And you got to kind of, like, drop that, that premise of just, like, man, you know, Panic of the Disco, they're not playing all the old shit. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, they're like, not selling as many tickets. Who cares? Who, who cares? cares? Listen, they didn't sell as many tickets in Vegas, which was a hometown show, which was surprising to Same me. Same weekend so as when we were young. Yeah, they moved our tickets up. I, I wasn't complaining. I wasn't Man. complaining. Fucking in, bro. I we just think there. it's like, hey, if you're going to say it about Panic! at the Disco, you got to say it about Fall Out Boy. You got to say it about all, any band that has stuck around for the same general amount of time to, to do the same shit. Just be present and enjoy yourself. 100%. Just be present and enjoy yourself. Why you gotta feel all this shit, you know? Oh, man. They changed, you know? It's like, you know, at one point, Nickelback, they never made it as a wise man. Now, okay. I bet they can't cut it as a poor man stealing. They stuck around, brother. I don't know why you're like this. Because I'm right. <laughs> <gasps> you don't got that Arctic shit. Monkeys music. You can't talk like that. I know. 
And so for any of the people who didn't get to see them back in the day, these MCR reunion tours are really a chance to feel like you're 16 again. And I think the same is true of the When We Were Young Festival. If you missed it, it happened last October, and the lineup was basically the who's who of mid-2000s Hot Topic emo. MCR, Paramore, The Used, AFI, Jimmy Eat World, and just dozens and dozens more. This lineup was absolutely stacked. Attention elder emos, this is not a drill. Live Nation just announced this fest when we were young and it has like every single emo band that you could ever imagine and I am freaking out. In fact, it was such an insane lineup that a lot of people actually thought it was a scam because it seemed that like was it silly. was just too good to be true. But it was indeed very real. It sold out almost immediately, and although they did have to cancel the first day of the festival because of weather, other than that, it went off My basically nightmare without for a 20 hitch. Minutes. Everybody seemed to have a blast, and the 2023 lineup is maybe even better, kind of going in a little bit. Well, I firmly disagree with you there, sir. So. Yeah, Brian did not have a blast. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> well, no, I... We My experience with the festival Vegas. is fine. We gave our, we did our, our whole podcast on that. We did our video on that. Whatever, it's fine. Go Leave listen to it if lies. you want. If you want to revisit that. Y'all think Finn was always this insufferable? Yeah. No, I don't think the next year's lineup is as good. Straight up, being being frank about that, just don't think it's as good. But maybe it's because like I don't really care about Blink. I don't know, like. I, I mean, like this is a, the top line. I'm like, oh, look at that. Five seconds of summer is on there. Fine. I feel like Good Charlotte because Good Charlotte doesn't tour, at, hasn't toured as often as a lot of these other bands, especially. I think the last time they toured was like a couple years for COVID. Guys, I'm going to I'm going to say something that I don't think is going to be as hot of a take. I don't think Good Charlotte's a good band anymore, man. It's in their name, though. I think they're I think they're mid Charlotte, dude. Mid Charlotte. Badger, you can sell yeah. that ticket for sure, though. Yeah, unless you, you already, can sell unless it. you already like cancel that, because then they're good. But oh yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like, like it, right now, because I'm pretty sure that's what Rise Against, right under Good Charlotte. Uh, pop punk direction. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's kind of crazy because I mean, like, they're a Chicago band, so we see Rise Against all the fucking time, which <laughs> is not bad. I like, I love Rise Against. They're really fun live, but. I think to see them on here, because I know that they are a part of it, and it's they hardly are like included in this type of like nostalgia grab. So I, I kind of give them props for reaching to that because yeah. like we we hardly even play them at emo nights. It does not um, go off. It it only goes up like when I do downstairs, it goes off. Like, but it doesn't go off on like the main. That's floor. our friends. That's that's mainly Craig. Craig comes running. It was also it was also the guy who tipped me twenty dollars to play. Don't do that shit. Uh, don't if you tip if you tip. Listen, I'm like taking tips already. It was a whole thing. But if you tip, don't ask for it back if your song don't get played. It's not how things work. Don't be a clown. Thrice and rise against are part of this. Don't belong is high. Just frankly, don't like. Yeah. I, I love them and I think that they should be continuing to sell out their own individual tours. I don't know why they're that high. But like, I don't see this as like a better lineup than what was last year. So I don't know. Maybe if you're more into pop punk, this makes a lot more sense. I don't know. Yeah, I anyway. feel like their big grab is going to be gym class because yeah, that's like their only show. I think they have slated as aside from like opening. Are they doing a couple of shows with Fall Out Boy? 
Uh, or am I thinking? No, I don't when, think so. I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of their first Wrigley tour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they they have nothing else. I'm pretty sure, like on the docket. Something corporate. So. I don't think does either yet. No. They probably. I can will. see them. Yeah. But. Yeah. I can see them be. I can see something corporate doing like a Riot Fest reunion thing. Also, side note, uh, as as Badger mentioned here with the May Fest too, it's like, yo, where's the fucking like third weekend where's the where's the fucking second weekend's yeah. third show? where's the fucking second day of the fucking new metal fest where's the fucking third day of the new metal fest like what are you doing you did all this shit did you have a problem with it like what you're gonna do is you're gonna cancel the first day of the big shit and then you're gonna be like cool this went so good that we're gonna do more <laughs> of them and then you're not gonna do the same amount of days what happens man what happens when that first day gets canceled what fucking happens when that what first happens day gets when there's a wind again? advisory for 60 what happens when it's winds? windy in october in vegas bro what happens when it's windy what, what happens are you when gonna the, do when the sky says no you can't have a you fucking you fucking 30 seconds tomorrow's not today <laughs> bullshit theory knock loose doing all these mainstream festival and bold and bring me the horizon to play stuff from their first two albums they will do <laughs> they do two songs and that's enough yeah, anyway. um, Reddit to is saying adjacent because Bamboozle is being a joke. I mean, they are fronted by a clown with their mascot. Okay, I'm going to click on the video again. With Green Day, wow. Blink, Good Charlotte, The Offspring, Sum 41, and again, just dozens I mean, Michelle Branch. Legendary... Michelle Branch, though. Not shading any of the bands individually. I do not want to shade any of these bands, and a lot of them are are good but this would not like i can't this go this like, year because i got a wedding i'm not about to run out to buy tickets for this show based on these bands is all i'm saying i feel like for this this is supposed to be getting that younger generation too like some of the gen zers i mean like look there's mag park there's kenny there's um games we play no pressure hot molly yeah no pressure uh, the Rex, arguably, Front Bottoms, mm -hmm. Beach Bunny. So you do have a lot more diversity with the lower card here to get those, like, younger audiences in to, like, say, hey, they're here, too. Because they had me, me at the altar, and um, I forgot what other bands they had on the other stages, but yeah. they had them there. But a lot of people are like, I don't know these bands, like, at all. Like, I don't listen to any of them. But it was so, like, kind of spritz, like, they were sprinkled in that it it didn't make sense. So I think in this way, they're doing a good strategy to say, like, if you like Hot Mulligan, you probably listen to Kenny. If you like Kenny, you probably listen to Mag Park. If you like Newfound Glory, if you like Hot Mully, you probably like Knuckle Puck. You know, they're going down the lines with it. So I think that that was actually, like, a pretty good ploy on their part, honestly. All right, well, that's our lineup rundown. This is not the point of the video. We got to get back to hating on, on Finn McKenny. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that nostalgia is great marketing and these elder emos are now in their 30s and they can afford to go to these big destination festivals so all of that makes total sense to me but this How is not do you just feel? an elder emo nostalgia cash grab this quote is what really stood out to me from a 44 year old dad at one of the my chemical romance shows i noticed that the crowd was people my age that grew up with the band and maybe a little older and then there were people that were my kids age in junior high and high school and college it was multiple generations of people that had all waited to see them and if you look on tiktok you'll see the same thing tons of mcr fans who were literally not even born when welcome to the black parade came out even younger people you can hear the disdain in his voice for it <laughs> 
Okay. But emo night is going strong. <laughs> okay. Here's what's happening inside of my brain. Uh-huh. He's starting to become less cringe because he's playing a bunch of super fucking cringe TikToks. He's offsetting the cringe. He's like, it's working, dude. I'm like, nope. You're 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 diminishing your cringe ratio based on the amount of cringe you're showing from these TikToks. Like, it's fucking working, man. It's fucking working. Scene kit aesthetic, which is something that honestly I never ever thought I would see come back. Also got some pastel paint. You know, I think you could pull off a pastel golf look. Oh, and by the way, 55% of you are not subscribed. So if you like this in the last Bye. few years you've seen tons of kids wearing nirvana sublime and guns and roses merch so my question is why is this happening why are so many younger people getting into emo and just really older rock music in general and just to be clear none of this is a bad thing at all i think it's awesome that young people are into these bands and by no means is this me being the gatekeeper and telling them to stop being into it i just a shocking turn from mckenty over here I think that like it comes off like he he is a boomer, right? He's doing boomer type shit. I don't think that he actually like he is very much a like marketing person. He he's on his Gary V arc. I'll put it that way. Yikes. Like he's very much on his Gary V arc. Cringe. But like he he does all the right shit of like getting views on the videos, getting like people involved in his shit. I don't necessarily agree with him on a lot of shit, but like if he says he's cool with this being a thing, I think he's getting it at least from the end of like, yeah, people like it. People are into it. So who am I? Yeah, the marketing's working. People are into it. People are spending a lot of money on it at both ends. Yeah. So why are so many younger people who are too young to have experienced these bands in their prime getting into them now? And why aren't they latching on to newer rock bands in the same way? I'm going to talk about a few possible explanations and see which of them might explain it. The first argument that I'm sure a lot of people will say is just that new music sucks and that young people are latching onto these older bands because, well, they were simply better. And while I definitely agree that bands like My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Green Day, Slipknot, Deftones, and all the other older artists I'm talking about here are most certainly great bands that deserve their reputation as legends, I think there's a ton of great new rock artists as well. As just a few examples, Sueco, 100 Gex, Spirit Box, Monoskin, and Sleep Token to name just a few all right he's getting me i feel like okay so i was actually talking with somebody the other day about uh monoskin and i think that's such an interesting because I, they are super mainstream yeah. and but pitchfork shit on them and gave them like a zero or it was like a 0 0.1 review for their new album i've listened to some of their songs like not against my will on the radio but on the back side of radio against my will slightly um and it has like the lyrics are like not surface level it's not like super deep like what we listen to like with a lot of our music but it's like deeper than what i like anticipated for a lot of their like non-singles or like they have one single i forgot what it is it's a little bit slower it's like ballady um and i i'm not like a monoskin fan i do appreciate what they've done though because it is going to help get kids more into like some type of more like pop rock rock music and Pitchfork can go suck it. You called out your boy, though. Stop, Brian! <laughs> Gave a shout-out to your boy, dude. 
Yeah, my boy Swaco. He's like, I'm real excited about Swaco. Fucking Spirit Box. Gex. Fucking Gex. And Gek, did you Gek, hear? Gek, Gek. Did you hear what he ended that sentence with? Fucking sleep token, bro. I don't know. Finn, Finn's, you know, Finn's cooking right now. <laughs> we finally let him cook long that, enough. That guy said some stuff I like, and now I might be a fan of that guy. Hell yeah, bro. Oh no, but not his turf wife. And one artist in particular that stands out to me in terms of emo is Youngblood. If you're not familiar with him, he basically looks and sounds like an updated version of the 2000s Hot Topic screamo thing. And I've been around long enough to know that this whole argument of all the new bands suck compared to the old ones is, to be blunt, bullshit. Because in 2007, they said that MCR and Paramore and Fall Out Boy were trendy crap that wouldn't stand the test of time. They said the same thing about Slipknot and Linkin Park. Basically, that's what people have said about every new generation of music that's come along as far as I've been alive. And I'm sure that will continue to happen until climate change kills us all, which hopefully will be a long time. He believes in climate change <laughs> you know what uh, thank god honestly i've but, dealt with too uh, many non-climate so change agree believers. With the whole argument that new music sucks but what i do think happens is that nostalgia and just the passage of time is kind of a filtering device where we forget about all the mediocre artists of the past and only remember the very best ones so yes mcr are objectively an incredible legendary band and i do think it's fair to say that they're better than probably 99 percent of current rock artists but that's really always been the case right like for every mcr in 2007 there were literally a thousand mediocre underwhelming generic emails bands that we all just forgot about because honestly they weren't good enough to stand the test of time and that's really always been the name them name them name, name drop them. them i want to know which ones case in every genre hawthorne heights of music shut the fuck up i'll come over there and beating you up the one percent that was great so that's always been the case but it's never stopped young people from going crazy for new artists for example, when I was a teenager in the 90s, the fact that great bands like Led Zeppelin or The Beatles existed didn't stop us from loving new bands like The Offspring, Soundgarden, No Doubt, or Oasis. But with all of that being said, I do think that there is some truth to the criticism of new rock. I've always been someone who champions new music and new artists, so I really don't want to admit it, but when I listen to a lot of these new artists, even really good ones like Youngblood and Sueco, most of it really is just a version of something from the 90s the 2000s maybe just with some trap drums added to make it feel a little bit more modern i just want to pause in case you have anything to say about your boy <laughs> about your mans <laughs> you have anything you want to add about swaco in here you know i got it i gotta allow that space man you wow that's so nice of you bestie all right well I think he's a great performer. He was great when we saw him live. Yeah. Let me know if you need me to pause again, if you have any <laughs> thoughts about Swayco in the meantime. Possible that in 20 years, people will be holding up Youngblood, 100 Gex, and Monoskin up as these like legendary, iconic artists, the same way that we now look at Green Day. And you wearing a fucking Limp Bizkit shirt in that? Yeah. That's tight as fuck. God, I love Gex. Fucking more, more or less. I kind of doubt it. I think that things really are different now, and here's why. There's an even more recognizable one note melody. I think the biggest difference. 
I'm about to get on like some fucking like we got stop playing the fucking note as though no, it's a honestly, meme, dude. Stop it's, playing the note as like it's, it's a meme, dude. It's like it's it's overplayed, it's done. It's been a thing for a really long time before this whole thing happened. I'm done with it. You know what hit like, me the other day? Hmm. The new Legend of Zelda trailer came out. And at the very end of that trailer, now if you've played Ocarina of Time, you know what I'm talking about. They hit the fucking Epona song at the very end. And if you played Ocarina of Time, like that was a song you played all the fucking time. It just gets ingrained in your head of that like dun 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 dun. As they end that fucking trailer and they just hit the one note. They're like dun dun dun. I'm like, fuck you. And I'm like, that's what everybody gets with the fucking the, the yeah. note here. And I get it. I get oh, whew, I got it. But like, oh, he can angry. No, I was like, whew, I'm even fired up now thinking about it. Like, I can tell. Holy shit, dude. No, Legend of Zelda. That's, whew, sheesh. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I understand the concept. I think that we've just done the meme to death, and we need to like do another meme. We and need I think another meme, please. Maybe we hit Any some of the gamers meme. with it. You know, let's go, gamers. Let's get the fucking Epina song in here. Look at that. <laughs> and then, and then gamers in the other room are like. It's like, oh, you got him. It's like gamers. Here's the other one. Here's the other one we can do. I think this needs to be done. Reason by Hoobastank. Why the fuck yeah. aren't we doing that shit? That's Come a one on, guys. note piano note. Butt rock is back, baby. Let's dun, dun, go. Dun, 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 dun. Hit him with it, dude. Hit him with a, it. Don't. Hey, be, did you name the song the by cowards. this note? Dun, 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 dun. I'm not a funny person, brother. Oh my god! I literally cannot listen to the reason without thinking about Jr. calling out. I hit a woman with my car. I'm not a perfect person. Have not been able to listen to it since you've said that, Jr. <laughs> Have not. Not even one time. Oh my god! By Fall Out Boy, yeah. By Fall Out Boy. That's a good meme. That's a good meme that has not been done to death. No, it's it's been like brought back here and there, and it's done where it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No more of the fucking G note meme. Yeah, We're I'm done. done. With it. We're done with the G note memes. Between now and the era in which Paramore, Fallout Boy, and Panic at the Disco came out, is what people call the death of the monoculture. And in terms of pop culture, the not the monoculture refers to the time. Okay, I think he's about to cook. I think Finn's about to be cooking right now. Damn. I kind of agree with it. <laughs> when everybody paid attention to the same things. For example, back in the 90s, whether you liked the show or not, everybody knew who Rachel was on Friends and knew about her haircut and the fact that she and Ross were in this weird thing. Everybody knew about the big movies like Clueless and Titanic. And everybody could sing along to Hit Me Baby one more time. And of course, subcultures definitely did exist. But because the media was basically limited to TV, radio, newspapers, and magazines, everybody was more or less aware of the same things in pop culture. And the 2000s was maybe the peak of monoculture in music. That was the very top of MTV's dominance, especially their daily video countdown show. I think we got to do like TRL reviews, man. I think it'd this be is like, like a slight. This is a slice of culture. Yeah, I think we got to do some TRL reviews with like all the old like emo bands on TRL. I never watched TRL, so I am down. I only watch Fuse. Yeah, well, let's get it. Put that on the get list. It. Who's writing the list? Keep the list. I think ugh, we gotta get the list. little list. 
OTRL. It was when radio still mattered a lot. And before social media platforms like MySpace came along and gave artists the ability to directly connect with their Back's fans. Added to the list. Basically, <laughs> that was the last time that the old school major label mainstream media system decided what was popular. Yeah, they like debuted it for the first time Wait, on the really? Video Music Awards. Yeah. But so Helena, the video had come out like right before the Video Music Awards of that year. And so they weren't really like going to perform because it was just kind of like too soon. And then they just figured it out and they had motherfucking Puff Daddy <laughs> go. He's like, it's one of my new favorite bands, My Chemical Romance. And they played That's Helena. Insane. And it was like, but it was like right up against it. And it like very much felt like they were like, we, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if we can just fit this band on, but they're popping off. We like might have to get them on this show. And then it was like, no, I like I in the audience had no idea they were going to be on the show. And then all of a sudden there they fucking were. Puff Daddy just calling them out. Like, Puff Daddy really did it for him. Yeah, dude. Real OG. Like my chem was that level of like youth culture at the time. Be like, we need to have them on this show. Even I don't, don't care fit. if it's last minute. Yeah. So I think a big part of why we haven't seen a new generation of bands break through like MCR, Paramore, or Fall Out Boy is because the machine that created those bands simply doesn't exist anymore. There aren't any new stars like them because it's no longer possible to create a new star like that. Now, instead of the monoculture, we have an almost infinite number of these little siloed subcultures, each with its own set of star personalities. And each of these people are a huge deal within their subculture, but unless you're a part of that subculture it might as well not even exist because everyone is really in their own little bubble or should i say more accurately everybody is watching their own feed precisely curated to their individual tastes and speaking of feeds i'll talk yeah i, I gotta agree with them there no that's correct it's everyone's in their own echo chamber yeah and i think that uh, like like i was saying uh, about you know enjoying knock at coachella it's a good thing because it means that more like it, I think that maybe the excitement of a knock loose playing Coachella is because it's like, oh, they broke out of where they have been. Right. Mm -hmm. We believe this is underground culture. We believe this is not meant to be mainstream. And then all of a sudden the mainstream kind of accepts it. And I think that's kind of what happened with my chem and fall Out boy and panic and Paramore at that time was they broke into the mainstream. But up until that point, I mean, I'm sure Pete Wentz would say this is like this was underground music. This was like our local pop punk scenes. And of course, we wanted it to get there, but no one would have expected that it actually would have broken out from, you know, the the original audience into the mainstream in that way. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe he I, I think he's got a really good point here. No, I definitely think so for like for sure, because. Again, like we can say, like I tell people too when I talk to them, like one on one, and they're like, Oh, like who have you interviewed? And I'm like, Oh, I've interviewed these bands. And some of them are like, Oh, but like who are they? And I'm like, Well, they're big in like this subculture that I'm in, but they're not going to be big to like the mainstream culture overall. But this is like a big get. Um, when we silo people way too much, we create too much division overall. But I think now because of the genre blending, which overall it's it's becoming so much better and we're kind of breaking down that echo chamber. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. But I do think like it I, I would even put it in the in the 
way of uh like describing mr beast right like there are going to be plenty of people who do not have any single idea who mr beast is but he's literally one of the most famous people in the world and i think like that siloing says that like yeah he is mainstream culture but he's not like on like like he's not appearing at the super bowl right he's like not, if that's yeah, the most mainstream shit yeah but like yeah i mean he might be because your your kids know who he is <laughs> If your household has a kid in it, chances are they watch Mr. Beast. Like he's he's big enough that every kid probably knows, but like there's still enough siloing off that like you're not seeing Mr. Beast in the mainstream in the same way you're seeing like Britney Spears's name is still very popular. Oh yeah. Everybody knows who Britney Spears is still. So clearly there is like a, a household name, a mainstream thing that is in everybody's consciousness. And there are still some people that are straight up like millionaires and, and have tons of views and everybody knows who they are. And your parents are like, ah, I've never heard of this person before. And it's probably like people our age who are like, what's a Mr. Beast? Like, what's I'm sure Beast? there's people who don't know what's who, who or what a Mr. Beast is. Oh, definitely. But like, is that like a PewDiePie? <laughs> is that a PewDiePie? Can I get is that one, one of them, them uh, YouTubers? Can I get a, can I get a Markiplier? <laughs> Got a Jacksepticeye. <laughs> Talk about TikTok in a minute because I think it in particular is a huge part of this. Basically, it's also all TikTok's fault, yes. Is that I think because of all that, emo is basically frozen in the mid 2000s and probably always will be, which I think is ultimately the fate of every subculture. For example, if you think about the metal fan, that persona hasn't really changed since the 80s or 90s. It's. Yeah, we did call that out earlier with the knock yeah. loose shit. <laughs> the guy with the battle vest and long hair that listens to Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. You see teenagers now who look and act exactly the same way as their counterparts did when I was their age back in like 1990. What made you take this anatomy class? Oh, anatomy? Uh, I just thought it looked like this death cover. Oh my. There's also this template of <laughs> oh the my. punk rocker who listens to the Ramones and the Clash. There's the alternative kid that listens to Nirvana and Green Day and dresses like it's 1993. And to be fair, this is not a new thing. For example, the classic rock kids existed when I was a teenager too. And they basically looked and acted exactly the same way as classic rock kids do now. Like Pink Floyd, The Beatles, and Queen. There is still this vibe, too. This was like kids that I went to high school oh, with yeah. who were like, Zeppelin is the only music. There is no music that isn't Zeppelin. And I was not into Zeppelin because all these kids were just bastards. <laughs> they sucked. I, I mean, like, that's no that fucking tracks. fun, dude. You're all gatekeeping and girl bossing. Like way too hard for classic rock. Like, let's calm down. It's calm down. You just need to you need to chill. You need to chill about your Led Zeppelin. They're not that good. I'm just going to say it. They're not that good. The There's Beatles, overrated. Heat, right? Yeah. You got you got your Gretas. You got your Brantleys. Uh, <sighs> the Beatles are overrated. You get yeah. it. Your dad loves you. <laughs> Woof. <gasps> so, yeah. I mean, I, I do think it's like one of those things where we we think that like this is transitioning, right? Like we had this era of life we had this era of time where this is kind of like what the classic rock was for us so we dressed and we really liked that classic rock and now all the kids are getting into emo and pop punk and all that and so they're dressing like that but turns out they're still doing the other shit too like you just know all the old shit and now you just have all of it 
it's that was just all encompassing well i think the, yeah. the other side of the coin too is like a lot of the stuff is sticking around and becoming like in that same vein of like how we see classic rock and everything too is that people are fantasizing and want to try to like re like recreate like living during that time as a teen or young adult because they weren't able to yeah so i think that's gonna and like i mean people we see that with doing people all the time with like here like zeppelin and shit like that like people are like i should have been in the 70s i should have been an 80s kid and they will like embody their entire life and personalities off of that and there's people now who being like oh my god like what was it like to be a teenager or, or like a young adult during like the Tumblr indie sleaze era? Yeah. And that's my era. <laughs> I think it is really interesting to consider that like you are not a product of that era. You are a product of what has lasted from that era in your own era. And you're creating your own separate culture out of this referencing to older culture in the current culture so i hope that he touches a little bit on like uh emo music now is like it's it is stuck in that time capsule of 2005 we are we are like believing that 2005 is the greatest year that has ever happened to all of us myself included but we also are taking that as what we believe of it and how we perceive it now and doing that now we're not doing 2005 because we, we we can't. Right. So I think it's also like a little bit of like the uh, it's like how people are finding out that like Led Zeppelin may have done a little bit of uh, a little bit of sexual improprieties back in their time. It's like mm. we're finding out that for the first time that uh, maybe Aerosmith did a little bit of uh, marrying a child. So it, it, you're not doing that now. You're just like, yeah, yeah I may, maybe I maybe I put on some Zeppelin, you know? But you're also like taking like the high points, the good things, the music, the culture, the style, the fashion. You're bringing that now, but you're not bringing all of it, which is a good, good thing. Yeah. I'm glad we don't have all of it now. I'm glad we don't either. I feel like we're better as a society for it. Also, fuck Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, I agree. My point here is that I think every subculture kind of gets frozen in time at the moment at which it was perfected. New artists may come along in the genre, but in terms of the sound and aesthetic, we really kind of anchor to the ones who perfected it. And I think that's the case with emo. Yes, there have been tons of emo bands since the mid 2000s. And like I said, I think a lot of them are really good, but can we honestly say that any of them did it better than MCR, Paramore, Fall Out Boy, and Panic at the Disco? I don't What do you think? Can oh, we say that? Well, I mean, they that? are like they are top household names. They have long standing. Like, they... the disco was a joke on SNL. Yeah, that's people know Panic at the Disco. People know Paramore. That's literally like, lowest common denominator type shit. Like, they know. Yeah, I I mean, there was, for example, um, when I was on Disney TikTok a really long time ago, they were saying like, oh, they might want to change. The artist on the rock and roll roller coaster right now, it's um, I think Aerosmith. And people are saying, what would a modern rock band be that's long lasting that could be on here? And I thought about it and I'm like, I think Fall Out Boy could do that. And I think either Green Day or Weezer could also do it. Green Day, yes. I think Green Day 100 P. I think either Fall Out Boy or Weezer for like that type of thing. Like that's yes. like a Disney thing. Like you need to yes. reach a bunch of different people. Okay? Green Day. Weezer, yes. I think you're yeah. biased on Fall Out Boy. I'd I be happy with Fall Out Boy. 
but I think I'd your bias don't fall off, boy. I'd go on it, and I can't go on roller coaster school upside down. I was like, oh sick. God. I do it. I do it. <laughs> First, it's gluten, and then it's upside down gluten. Stop! No. I don't think so. So those are the bands that will probably always define the genre because honestly, they perfected it. And speaking of TikTok, I do think it's key to all of this. And not even really TikTok in particular, but just the TikTokification of pretty much all social media with these algorithmic for you feeds. TikTok makes it easier than ever to discover new music because it is the exact opposite of the monoculture. What I mean by that is that if the monoculture was defined by showing absolutely everybody the same music and TV shows and movies to absolutely everyone on TV and magazines and radio, TikTok does precisely the opposite of that. As we've all found out over the past few years, its algorithm is insanely good at creating a feed uniquely tailored specifically to you and your interests. So when a kid hears their parents or someone talk about My Chemical Romance or sees Metallica on Stranger Things, they go look it up on TikTok and then they get served more and more and more of it. It's easier than ever to go down this rabbit hole and discover old music. Plus, it all kind of ties in with this larger trend right now of Y2K fashion and aesthetics being cool and bringing back everything from new metal to tramp stamps to newsboy caps. I also expect to see huge belts that are yep. there for literally no reason. You had best be bringing back the white shimmer eyeshadow. With it's something got that Donald Trump going on. Stop. Don't do that to my girl. Do you see the photo of Donald Trump without the orange on? Yeah. Absolutely fucking terrifying. You know the worst part of it? Damn, I wish he had that orange on. <laughs> like, hey, hey, put it back, time, put it back, put it back. Reverse, reverse. We spent all this time clowning on him for looking like a clown with orange fucking makeup on. But he looks even more so like a clown without yeah, it on. and now we look at him and we go, ooh, put that orange makeup back on. Ooh, ooh like, ooh. I'm not used to it. It's like, somebody said it's like, uh, it was like seeing like a tortoise without a shell or like it's something like that. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like seeing something like, oh, I'm not used to this. This is a rare one, you know? It's like a, it's a rare find. And you're like, it's a I rare Pokemon out there. You're like, I didn't want any of this actually. But, but to imagine like, oh, I get it. If he showed us that years ago, I might've voted for him. Like, no, he's orange, I'll vote. I don't like that. I don't like that. That I don't like that old dude. I don't like that other guy. I like that like, not the, orange guy. This is this is fake. This is it, fake. Yeah, that's not real. You gotta put that orange back on, brother. For everyone who is watching this at home, I am joking. I am not serious. There is nothing he could have done that would make me vote for him. Making sure that you're very clear, I am joking. Yeah. But Brian's a he, Bernie Stan. He looks better orange, dude. I'm socialist as fuck, motherfucker. You think I'm going to vote for that guy? <laughs> Listen, I voted for Bernie Sanders both times, okay? Everyone in everyone in this chat probably did. <laughs> Unless you're not American. If you're an American, yeah. you voted for Bernie a bunch of times, brother. Socialist ass chat. Social, not the this is socialist why I'm not making Finn McKenty money. <laughs> I'm getting libertarian as fuck tomorrow. All right, calm down. I'm a libertarian myself up, dude. I'm going to believe in the free hand of the free market. Moving I hate on. All of, Moving I hate on. All of it. Hayden. Moving on. With all of that being said, I do have a few questions. The main one being, is this way bigger than just emo? Meaning, are we seeing the real-time death of mainstream pop culture and celebrities as we know it? Because No. No, we're not. No. Because now There's he's going to show a picture of Drake. 
what we're seeing is not the death of mainstream culture. What we're seeing is uh, an amalgamation of mainstream culture that there is no like if we believed that cable or, or the news or the Super Bowl or mainstream television was the mainstream. And if you were if you wanted to be popular, you had to be on MTV or if you want to be popular, you had to be caught up on the uh, on the news in some way. Right. Like if that's where mainstream was, then we've just said we don't need that to be famous. And so by giving people access to YouTube and social media, we've now made more people who are famous and in the mainstream. I'm using famous kind of like a, a same right. word as mainstream here. But basically, yeah, you, you don't need that mainstream uh, thing up there to say if you reach that now you are mainstream. You can do that on a lot of different levels. So it's not dead. It's just changed into other stuff. And people can find more niche communities, much like this beautiful one that we've made here on our Twitch channel. So you can, you can find more niche communities that are more uh, uh, specific to what you are looking for. You don't need other people to be the curators of what you like and what you want. You can curate and like your own shit. It's more the Netflixification of it. Like, but not I want on-demand shit. I want on-demand shit, dude. I mean, it's like we have a diff we have a variety of new vehicles that we're able to like drive down a bunch of different like highways and alleyways and wherever and just be like, I'm going to try here. I'm going to try here. And then like whatever works, works best because you're going to do whatever works better for you. Yeah. And I think that that is overall a beautiful thing. I do agree with you from your earlier take. Yeah. Maybe some people just take the wrong road. You know, they end up at a Brantley Gilbert concert, <laughs> but <sighs> you know, you're. We all need our communities around us. We need more positive communities in general, but I don't think that it was better when there was like a top level mainstream. This is where you have to be. If you want to be anything in the world, we need more variety in that. And we need more people that are famous on different levels so that it doesn't rely on just one kingmaker, one uh, place where you go to find everything that you 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 love now and so it's very nice that like some of the stuff that we love came back but it does feel like everything is coming back it fucking if three days grace is coming back it's not just That's email good. if limp biscuit is massive right now it's not just oh email. yeah like it's it it's, it's entire subculture and that's yeah. like that sub genre that people like lump in together i mean it's coming in different waves um, but it's still coming in and I feel like it's giving the way that it's coming in. It's, it's giving two to three years for each to have their big moment. So, butt rock is probably going to have two to three years. We're riding like, that butt rock up. train, brother. Butt rock is back, brother. Choo choo. And then whatever's going to, it's butt rock and active rock. So hard rock. So that's going to be the next two to three years. And then what's going to be after that? I don't know. Under also that active hard rock thing is also like the alternative it's snuck it's snuck in there but it's in there because of the closer comparisons between like we see with mr burnt toast over here and nickelback they work together really well so that's also in the same subcategories and saying like subgenres. so in another two to three years what will be the next wave to be revived we'll find out 
Because if you think about it, most of the biggest stars right now are still from the monoculture era. The Rock, Drake, Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez. I'm not sure if we'll ever have stars on that level again. With that kind of just super, super broad appeal where absolutely everybody knows who they are in this new TikTok era. I could be wrong if I... You could be wrong. I yeah, also you could think... be. <laughs> There is an old media that is still propping up a lot of these people, like The Rock, Jimmy Fallon. Fuck Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cannot stand we, Jimmy Fallon. All but my homies hate Jimmy Fallon. All my homies hate Jimmy Fallon. But there is still going to be an old media, an old Hollywood that is going to prop up these people. But people are going to have them. Like, I don't hate The Rock being in a movie. I'm not going to not see a movie because The Rock is in it. But I'm going to have a diverse uh, uh, media appetite for things that are both The Rock and some YouTuber that you don't fucking know. Could be both. Could be both. Why not both? Could be both. If I am, let me know in the comments. But I feel like not I'm not going to let you know in the comments, man. From the no, we're going to let you know this era, way. Had the same kind of like super broad resonance that things like Friends or Destiny's Child did 20 years ago. Even someone like 21 Savage, who is obviously a huge mainstream rapper, I don't think he has the same level of recognition to just a random person off the street as no. Lil Jon or even Young Jock would in like 2007. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's right. But that's I also right. think like, you're right. A random person wouldn't know who 21 Savage is, but a lot of fucking people are going to know who 21 Savage is oh, for yeah. a long time. Like, they're not going to forget 21 Savage, but it just might not be everybody. And honestly, like, I think there was this really weird sense, like, every artist had to be the biggest in the world in the event that you're going to do anything, right? And now a lot of people can make a career in music without having to be the largest artist. You don't have to be Little John. And you can be 21 Savage and be still making a fuck ton of money and being a, a, a long-standing artist working with Drake. It's like Frank Ocean. It's the Frank Ocean effect. It's and like Frank Ocean, except he doesn't really get a second set. set. He gets one yeah. set. He gets one. Threw it all away. <laughs> and if so, is any of this a bad thing? I'm not sure that it is. For the most part, I think I would rather live in a world where we each get to create our own feed of the things that make us happy rather than the media forcing that onto us. But I do wonder if maybe we collectively miss that sort of shared connection to a larger culture. And maybe that's actually part of what's behind the emo revival. I don't know. So I'm not sure about all of that, but what I do know is that this will always and forever summon an emo kid. It's done. It's over with. Stop. So to wrap it up, he did not say anything about why it died because didn't get into that, I guess. Yeah. So that parentheses in there. Unnecessary parentheses. Your punctuation, yeah. my friend. Inappropriate. You're misleading. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's YouTube. So I. I generally agree with why he is why he's saying his general thesis as to why emo is popular again i think he's correct and i think that it's like anything like all this stuff is popular again so i mean i would even say like calling out like drake taylor swift it's like those are big artists because they're doing the same thing that a lot of the older artists are also doing but like there's a lot of hype around artists like drake and uh, artists like taylor swift that they don't need to create, they're already giant artists. So yeah. I don't know if we're going to get another one, but I do think that like Drake and Taylor Swift are going to be artists that we know and hear about for probably ever. 
don't think there's going to be a time when we go, ah, man, you know, really missed that Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, yeah, they have such long-standing one fan culture, which is one of mm -hmm. the most pivotal things you do need. Um, and then again, it, it comes down to like what is a household name, and like how has that changed so much over like the last couple of decades? Yeah, well, because things are gonna be long-standing, things won't be long-standing. Or like you know, we'll say My Chemical Romance is forever, but. You know, they're played on the radio, but if you talk to somebody who's, you know, maybe more Gen X, they may or may not know. If you talk to somebody who's a boomer, they're absolutely not going to know, most likely. Unless they're the parent of a kid. <laughs> like, my they're mom like knows. My mom fucking knows. Oh, yeah, no. My, par my parents know because yeah. I'm annoying. Because I'm a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I thought we were going into that video disagreeing because he clickbaited us. Yes. And I think we ended up. Not really disagreeing on his general thesis and his opinion about emo. And I appreciate that Finn doesn't dislike the things that he's talking about. I think that it's very nice that he can see it objectively, even as somebody who might not be an emo fan. He sees it objectively as a good thing that our culture is, is yeah, being more uh, spread out, having more people in different places and seeing a lot of different things that. Otherwise, they may not have ever seen. They may not have ever cared about. And now we have a lot of subcultures that are very passionate about it. Good for him. Look at him. He's growing somewhat. Yeah. This will be the second time that we have uh, done something about Finn McKenty, And I hope that he <laughs> doesn't watch this and hate on us right at the beginning. And then we get to the end and we're like, dude. Actually, like, you're fine. Actually, we give you props. We give yeah, you props. like, watch the whole thing through. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. And don't stress, we are going to be back soon with some other live content on Thursday nights. By the way, let us know what you think of some of these episodes. I know we've been um, doing just, like, kind of React content, other things like that, repurposing it for, obviously, podcasts along with our interviews as well. So let us know what you think about those. Just either tweet at us, put it in our Discord, even if you are in our Discord, which you definitely should be, and let us know what your vibes are, what you think we could approve on, what you want to hear us talk about, etc., and so on. We always want to see what you guys are looking from for from us. Well, without further ado, uh, good night and goodbye. I've been Lizzie for the Email Social Club. Brian is uh, somewhere else, again, probably trying to uh, potty train his dog or whatever you do with animals. And we will see you next time. Bye. Pop, in. Get a pop, lock. pop lock and drop him. <laughs> <laughs>